This is The Connection, a Dirty Free Hub podcast connecting gravel cyclists to where they ride through short stories about culture, history, people, places, and lands. Hi everyone, this is Kasha, and today Kira and I had the pleasure of talking to Lael Wilcox. Lael is a well-known name in the cycling world. As an ultra-endurance bike rider and racer, she has conquered the Tour Divide and Trans Am, holding the woman's record in both. She focuses on empowering women to ride and explore places near and far away from their home. Today we spoke to Lael about some of her adventures and why she loves what she does. Hope you guys enjoy this as much as Kira and I did. All right, let's kick it off. Super excited to be here. Okay, so Lail, you currently live in Tucson part-time. Why is the desert southwest a special place for you to ride? First of all, because it's sunny all winter. Second, because Tucson has an amazing network of uh, bike facilities, bike paths, bike lanes. Everybody rides bikes, beautiful mountains with public land all around. I grew up in Alaska, so having sunshine through the winter is like a miracle to me. So I just love spending time there and I can ride in a t-shirt almost every day. I totally agree, Lael. Tucson is a lot of fun for biking. You have traveled and biked in many different areas around the world. Looking back, can you share what sustainable bike tourism is like in other countries and what we in the United States should adopt? I have gotten to ride all over the world Europe, South America, South Africa. And I feel like bikepacking is an incredible way to witness land, learn about people, really get to know a place. I was part of a route building project uh, with Conservation International in Colombia. And I thought this is kind of the future of bicycle tourism. It was the, the route was designed to highlight a conservation corridor. So we went from Bogota, the biggest city of 10 million people, to the Patamos, which is uh, these cloud forests that collect water and that's their drinking water for 10 million people. It's natural filtration. The land is threatened because of development and like agriculture basically. So Conservation International thought if we could make a bike touring route, maybe that would give the locals a different source of income. So instead of planting potatoes, they could host people, you know, and then this could be bicycle tourism. And I thought, you know, like being part of projects like that is incredible because it can change the economy of these places, which helps protect the land. So I feel like you know, riding a bicycle is just a great choice for the earth in general. But I feel like a lot of people that travel by bike are more conscious of the places they're going and they have more of a connection to land. The more you do it, the more connected you feel. Um, so I think d- developing routes like this with like the intention of, giving back to the area and just seeing it for yourself is is incredible. I'd love to do more of that. I hope this happened right before COVID kind of hit. It was, I think, January 2020 when we made the route. So it's been a bit stalled as far as future development, but I really hope we can do more routes like that. And that's more kind of an organized group doing that. And people are doing it more on a grassroots level as well. I mean, that's the incredible thing with bikepacking is that it's kind of endless where you can go, what routes you can design, why you have them. You know, another great one to highlight is Sarah Swallow's Sky Islands loops in the Ruta del Jefe in Southern Arizona. I spent a ton of time down there, but she's done such an amazing job connecting with local advocacy groups to get people to really care about this land um, and to really shine a light on 
on the different problems that are in the area, but also the beauty of the place and how we can be a positive part of, of the future of that area. I love how you mentioned the connection with the landscapes and the things around you. That's a really big theme for us at Dirty Free Hub. And I totally agree. It's just something you can't replace by whether it's bike or foot, you that feeling and connection with things. It's really hard to get that from doing like only those things, not just like driving a car or something. So totally you're exposed to the, the terrain and the elements and you need food and water and you need a place to stay. So you're kind of invested in the land. And then with a bike, you, you it's actually easy to carry stuff. And it's easy to get places more quickly. On foot, it's like to get 25 miles in a day is a huge day. But on a bike, it's like that's, you know, a relative breeze for most people. So you can kind of connect the dots more easily, which I feel like makes it more attainable for more people. You know, it's like you can you can actually get to town, get get a burger and then keep going. Everybody needs that burger at the end of the day. Yeah, we all need it like twice a day at least. Take one to go. Right. Yeah, definitely. What role do you see cyclists having in sustainable tourism? Um, Like how much should cyclists be involved and how do we get cyclists to care about these things? I think a lot of them already do care. Uh, I feel like there is kind of the danger of it being such a pure sport that it's almost impossible to do right, which I feel like sometimes we put too much pressure on ourselves to like, everything has to be perfect. Oh, you can't buy a snack that's, you know, sold in packaging. It could be because some of this stuff sometimes just isn't available. You travel to a country, they don't have bulk food, or you have to buy water bottles. That's just the water they have to drink. So I think instead of, you know, making it so rigid, it's like, just do your best and see where these places are. And, and like, and then you have the time on the bike to think about how could this be better? Or what could I do to make a better choice along the way? You know, because I I feel like people sometimes get so caught up in like this perfect scenario when it's like, that's not the real world. We just have to do the best with what we have. And, you know, and then, I mean, try to respect the people along the way because it's like they don't live in the same environment we do. They don't have access to sometimes they don't have access to good garbage or good recycling. That's just that's just what's going on there. You know, so I think the most important part is just to see for yourself first um, and then just to be part of the place you are. And, and then this will help you kind of get ideas for the future of how could you improve on, on what's going on. Yeah. I love when you said like the best time on a bike is to think about everything because that's where I go to, right? Like if I have something on my mind or I'm stressed out or I'm just dealing with something, I go out in nature and enjoy everything around us and then just kind of shut down my brain to process everything. Totally. And I mean, having your heart rate up, it kind of puts your mind in like a productive space. So you're like, okay, I can like think through these things without getting bogged down. You know, you have like the time and space and energy to to kind of work through it. So I think that's all positive. I think it's such a solution to like feeling frustrated. It's like, just get outside. It's such a good release to kind of work through things. So I totally agree with you. What are your current passions, Leo? And where can people find you to keep up with all of your adventures? Yeah, so uh, I'm on Instagram because my wife is a photographer, so she takes really beautiful photos. If it was just me, it'd be terrible. Um, but I'm really fortunate that that she's really good at what she does, and she has such a strong passion for shooting, and she's always with me. And so then we get to share the beautiful places we go and the things we're doing. Uh, we've also worked on 
several videos together. They're all free. They're all on YouTube. And a huge motivation for that is just to show these beautiful places and to encourage more people to get out there because it's pretty much free. You know, all these routes are on public land. You could go there at any time. Yes, you need a bike, you need time, you need a bit of equipment, you need food, but like it's, it's available, you know, and I want people to know that this could be for them too. Yeah, you guys sound like a power team with your travels, being able to get the capture of the moments and also being able to pursue those too. Um, I didn't grow up riding bikes. I got into it relatively late in life. And I'm like, and I'm just so happy I did, but I just, I want like kids to know about that, that they could do this. You know, it's like, it's something that it should be fun for everybody. You do a lot with kids too in Tucson. So I started, a, I have a GRIP program, the acronym was Girls Riding Into Tomorrow. I started in Anchorage, Alaska, where I'm from, ran it for three years there, and then started my first year in Tucson this year. And the idea is that we ride with 11 to 14 year olds for six weeks to build up to a final adventure ride. Um, usually they, when they start, they've never ridden more than five miles. And then at the end in Alaska, they ride 60 over three days from their school, like basically to a glacier. It's incredible. In Tucson, we had a girl this year that signed up and didn't even know how to ride a bike. <laughs> like what? So we taught her. It was so cool. And then by the end, she rode like over 40 miles out to camp out and in Tucson, it's the desert. So we got to sleep under the stars and none of them had ever done that. Most of them had never been camping and they carried their own sleeping bag on their bike. And we rode out to a state campground and slept out under the stars. And it was so cool, you know, and they're like 11. I mean, that's what I would have loved to do as a kid. I just, I, you know, didn't even know that that was possible. Love what I get to do. I can't believe we get to do it. You know, it's just, it's like living the dream every day. Well, great. Thank you so much. Great job on your first podcast. Thank you. Thanks. Dirty Free Hub is a nonprofit organization fueled by your generous contributions. Find us at dirtyfreehub.org.